0: There's a gross disparities in how the war on drugs was applied across our country.
1: Now we're fighting against years of brainwashing. A 16-year-old
0: lad apprehended in the act of staging a holdup.
1: 16 years old and a marijuana addict. Meanwhile, war fighters in my community are killing themselves at a rate of 22 a day. All this stuff, it's... it's it made me feel like a complete piece of shit. I didn't want to live, you
0: know what I mean? So we need academia to embrace it, we need our politicians to embrace it, we need a physician community to embrace it so that the patients win at the end of the day.
2: The Uplife is a production of The Unprescribed Nonprofit. This show is made possible by contributions from supporters just like you. Subscribe to our channel and follow us on social. We are The Unprescribed. Hello, and welcome back to part two of our conversation with James Trice, co-founder of CAMO, a veteran service organization in Hawaii. In part one, JT shared his experience in Iraq and how it changed him. Like many veterans, pills used for wartime trauma led to thoughts of suicide. Today, we hear what inspired him to get off the pills and the withdrawals that came with it. Now we pick up where we left off.
0: We started making music ever since but back to the 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 pills thing is mm-hmm. <clears throat> that I, I threw them out and i felt like shit for weeks and i know i was shit because i was still smoking cigarettes at the time mm. so i still so much more cigarettes yep Inside. <laughs> so I well, know something I, to get your I, mind off there <laughs> oh, so um and I learned this from my grandmother rest in peace and I'm so grateful oh my god that's a, that's its that own but when story. she quit smoking <laughs> I promise it is when she quit smoking she quit smoking using peanut M&M and stuff like that and I only remember it because I remember seeing them on her table I remember her tell I remember like her telling me that and I don't even remember like but anyway I Focus, tried bro. peanut eminence <laughs> yeah yes, I'm with I you. Tried- listen so you know what yes, I just I had a DNA M&M test and, and discovered I stopped doing it yeah
2: I just found uh, out that I have well I, I have to go to see my doctor but I had a DNA test to find the right strains for my anxiety and oh, other man. things it uh, See? it's um Teresa who, who we yeah, out there trapeze. in hawaii with we we decode i'm gonna throw her a pitch right there it's um, amazing uh, you, you take a swab the things I discovered I that I already knew, it confirmed, but the things I didn't know explain every freaking nice. thing. Nice.
0: So That's just, what's the great. Fact, and I like science like me, and I the like anxiety research. Anxiety so is double based. Yeah. In,
2: there's a thing called a, a fear decay rate, or something. Yeah, I think it's called a fear decay rate. You know, when you get that, that fight or flight, when that adrenaline right. comes in, right? And so, like, I've been trained in the military to always be like freaking on the go and be ready, you know? And like, if I'm not working, my, you know, I'm, if I, I feel like, so I feel guilty doing nothing and things
0: like that. Yes. And the same, because combat medic, you're always just, it's it's the hurry up and wait thing.
2: And so, I'm seeing a psych right now (laughs) to, so I'm finally reaching to my psychiatrist to put PTSD on my disability because mine was not combat related. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, because getting to the DNA check, realizing about this fear decay rate where I'm startled or something triggers me, it takes a lot of shit to bring me down because I'm just down. DNA, I'm, but I'm alive. Yeah. I'm still here today, right. so I have to say there's there's a silver oh. line into everything, and I'm here well, today to, to testify about suicide prevention, but these yeah. are the things we don't realize. And then another thing I realized that was one of those explains everything was fucking ADHD. And so, Thank trying you. to focus. on things. So, he, I love where you're going. you you. Giving bro. me so much story. I'm going to address that. you as a peer right now. That if I interject, <laughs> on Ava, I'm not trying to I'm take the hurt. show. It's okay. Her. We're okay. all together because it's the I, this same. is one it. where I had to take charge and keep my brothers on yeah, track. Okay. Yeah. Not so, so, totally yeah, because you okay. because all of this is great shit, and even I was losing track. because I know you were me. You were me and my wife going get to the fucking point. Right, I'm not like that with you because I get it. I'm no, because you get it
0: exactly. It's like no, but the yeah. So the pill situation is how um. I'm sorry. The relationship with my loved ones, with my wife, with my music, Mm -hmm. with my best friend, it came to a head one day in a communication or miscommunication with the woman who is now my wife.
2: Just say her and name. Can you
0: say her name? Her name is Darnell. Her name is Darnell Ramos. Darnell, well, let's just Darnell say Darnell. So Darnell's okay. so right. Right? Yeah. So Darnell. I like Ram- uh, Ramos. Um, Ramos. See, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, I'll come back to that also. Right. Um
2: just refer to her as you
0: know, um, Darnell. Mm-hmm. And she was there for me. And I didn't want to be the person that I was towards her. Yeah. And that inspired me to start taking the pills. So I I, threw, I tossed them. And I was, like I said, I was shit for a couple of weeks, a couple of months after because going cold turkey off of medication like Seroquel and right. muscle relaxers. I'm talking about muscle relaxers and everything. I think the only, yeah. thing I, only thing I kept was the albuterol because my asthma is really weird like that. Yeah, it, it, it fluctuates but i have dust allergies so my out so that i kept <laughs> i did yeah, yeah, yeah. but the um and maybe sometimes probably set because i've been taking pills and alcohol so long that my acid reflux is horrible i can only uh, sleep yeah. on my left side apparently, yeah, r- because sleep on, right? or something. yeah i had to do that but you know what
2: i had the same thing and you know what it turned out to be the fucking alcohol the, i was drinking right. wine thinking oh well wine is okay because it's healthy and it's condoned and it's whatever and i it's still drink a glass of wine yeah. right now but my God, when I, I was the like like, or the suicide, and, and, <laughs> I, got a and, thing and I was drinking like a bottle of wine a night. I thought it was this cool thing. I kept a journal. I just thought it was, oh, I was. Da-
0: prior to I- my wife, I was dating a woman who was drinking a bottle of vodka every night. Oh, And God, that and I've was known people. When we yeah. came back from Ooh, Iraq, we didn't go to sleep without a bottle of vodka and Yikes. Dr. Pepper.
1: Okay. <laughs> I just no, that was, was post deployment. I mean, so
0: I had to get out of that lifestyle too. That was prior to me. ETSing to or PCSing from Schofield to Fort Bragg so that was another thing once I PCS from Hawaii to Fort Bragg I cut the alcoholism side in half
2: well I I want to just note on you mentioned I and I'll get let you go Ava but I just had to say you know I've got my wife Tiffany and and she was my wingman. you guys call it a battle hey, buddy. Hey,
0: thank you Tiffany
2: I literally <laughs> when I when I woke up um it Walter Reed and because they, they 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 drove me they brought you there they they rushed. I, I this the, the suicide attempt was in Baltimore, so I wound up in a hospital. Oh to yeah, you're right over down I the
0: road from us. And yeah. and then they <laughs>
2: took me on a stretcher in an ambulance to Walter Reed. And when I finally uh, was in the group therapy thing, she and my coworker uh, who introduced me to her were the only people that came out to see me besides my mom. And hey, I knew and she's had right. my that back, matters, and she has my back to this day that I have her. I have her eyes tattooed. To do nice. that She's got my six,
1: Aww, so right? Yeah.
2: And absolutely. but some yeah. might say, well, she goes, she's always looking over your shoulder. I'm like, well, damn. Hey,
0: somebody whatever, has to keep me out of trouble. Man. Hey, however you? It's cute. not how they right. interpret, it. It's, how you interpret they it. it's always how you interpret your art. And if they misinterpret it, so be it. But again, that's that's shout your out. personal I... piece. Then that's your connection. Shout and that's very important. Shout sixes. out to the spouses and the family members who have our backs And we're going through yep. what we're going through because if and it wasn't for the spouses and the dependents, we really wouldn't have anything worth fighting for. Yep. And that seems to be something that a lot of people don't kind of factor in. But the only thing you have as a soldier is the people back home. Yep, and, and some of right. us don't have that. Yeah, some of us don't, don't have, have that, that network. So only ha- exactly, and you only have your battle buddies who you're stationed with. That was my it problem.
2: My So my second suicide attempt was the adjustment to, to civilian,
0: civilian life. life. And you didn't have the battle buddies. I didn't buddies. even exactly. know what to
2: fucking wear every day, let alone <laughs> grab <everything> a <laughs> hat and shit. But the fact was... Six o'clock in the morning,
0: looking for PT.
2: Here, <laughs> epiphany right now, connecting the dots with the ADHD... And my readjustment to civilian life after the mantra mm. of the military, the rigor of, you know, always be 15 minutes early. Everything yep. has to be done by the book.
0: Earlier, leave, your,
2: <laughs> leave the site better than you arrived. All of that shit. That too,
0: man. Right? Please call so everything.
2: <laughs> I lost that and I lost my camaraderie. You know, all of my after Easy. hour buddies was was my work buddies. And now I'm- I lost through
0: the anger though. That was the <laughs>
2: Yes, Ava has something for us. We're getting I, time. I, got, I gotta
1: go. I gotta go in a couple minutes, but I just okay. had a few things that I really wanted to know before okay. I go. Yes, please. um I just wanted to know about so being a black man, obviously the stigmatization when it comes okay. to I'm gonna do my best to short
0: too because I feel it <laughs> oh
1: no that's, that's fine I just what are the you know those are some things that were really intriguing and I just wanted to find out but everything that you're both saying is so interesting and you know it's nice to learn that because I'm a civilian I haven't or I don't you know have any family we're being worse so and we do nice and veterans
0: do not so. I gotta say this man veterans it's, do not have anything towards civilians, bro. We absolutely course, adore yeah. civilians. They are our backbone. Yep. But in yeah. the media, social media, especially recently, that has been a tone. And I can tell you as a black man who identifies as a veteran, <laughs> you know what He's, I mean? That that's yeah. not, at least that from us, I have not seen yeah. that in our community.
1: Actually, what I was really getting to—that um, mm-hmm. was good too. But it's more, you know, being a veteran, like you both were talking about. You know, being a veteran, you're strict, you're clean, you're, you know, you're disciplined. So right. the stigma when it comes to cannabis, it's not necessarily. Let's just be honest. Oh, it's not necessarily okay. To so the really opposite ab- side, the
0: stoner. It's not stigma really a positive one. So absolutely, exactly. Right. So like being that as well. I've, that is yeah, exactly so another reason why camo exists as well. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But as far as myself yeah. for being young, black, and in in the cannabis industry, it is something that is and a veteran. Is, and a veteran. I, for me, it's mandatory. It's necessary. There mm-hmm. are. If you look around the if you look around the industry, find other African American veterans in the industry, and then direct them to us. Because when we started Camel, there were none. And as far as I know, in the state of Hawaii, as far as organized organizations that are African American owned, veteran owned service organizations, I haven't seen one related in regards to complementary and alternative medicine or patient advocacy,
2: yet. We need to take a short break. When we return, we'll discuss how adversity
1: inspired JT and partner Theo to found Camo. Stick around. yeah i just wanted to wrap up with this this last question pretty much is just what kind of adversities that you have you know yourself and theo have faced um you know running you know camel, and pretty much how have you overcome them because it is it, it Well, that's the core
2: like of I'm this sure message you, right overcoming, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. essentially, yeah, overcoming yeah, trauma yeah.
2: and adversity is trauma you, then right
1: yeah.
0: Right. There have been a lot of uh, small little events and bumps in the roads, uh, bumps in the road, little hiccups with us starting Camo. Whether it was having volunteers who wanted to be a part of it that bow out, or for lack of a better terms, maybe possibly misrepresent Camo on social media, then we have to mm. find other people, things like that. But one thing I was, I'm, st- I'm still very grateful for, and I, I know Theo feel the same way. Rest in peace, Mrs. Marsha Rose Joyner was very, very, is very dear to us, but she was very instrumental in helping us maintain our focus and very so blessed that we were able to do with her is co-produce a podcast with her on Think Tech Hawaii called Cannabis Chronicles. So even though we were going through what we, the the little hiccups, we managed to interview uh, a vast majority of the higher-ups in the medical cannabis community so even though we do have things like maybe finding uh, office space <laughs> and uh, I know myself, I had such an issue with contacting like things, maybe like, the, I don't know, the SBA initially or reaching out to local organizations as what far SBA as getting this. For... Oh, small business. Um, <laughs> <Association. laughs> right. Absolutely. Okay. And SBDC. But I... again, that those are natural growing pains when it comes to organizing the business and you never done it before and you're doing that out of pocket, you don't have any, like, a mentor who's showing you how to found an organization, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, doing those kind of things, especially out here in a state where African Americans make up one, maybe at most, two percent of the state, and then 70 percent of the ones who are uh, African American, Black, Indigenous, people of color, or foundational Black Americans are military, or active duty military, so there right. are you know right, so as far well, as civilians veterans, yeah. it's a small one, demographic yeah because we're, so we're talking about social, community support yeah. sometimes
2: we, we've been talking about social equity a lot with the group I've been hanging out with you and, and Theo and, and some a lot of the other veterans Absolutely. and people in the cannabis yeah. community that I work with now and I think one thing that uh, that actually what Ava just said actually kind of leans into that and that might be a conversation that i can have with with theo afterwards is is the social equity challenge so i think that's where we could leave off with this episode and we want to ask you to join us when we meet up with theo alexander the co-founder of camo he's going to talk with us about some of the struggles that he's overcome of adversity overcoming adversity and trauma uh one of the themes we're looking at with the uh with this whole show again is veterans coming back with PTSD and facing adversity and trauma and other face issues that would normally stress other people out. That's one step closer (laughs) to suicide. And so our goal uh, is, and what I think Ava's question was leaning towards was that theme of how did, uh, how did CAMO play into you personally for overcoming adversity or overcoming your own personal trauma? I'm stuck on the adversity because the social (laughs) equity issues. It is that,
0: it is that because CAMO started with a conversation that Theo and I had and the conversation started, I think I said it earlier was where do you go when you're black and under attack? There mm. was an incident, there was an incident out here when the Black Lives Matters rallies were going up. And Mrs. Rose Joyner, I saw her on the news and she was saying that she felt unsafe because of the current climate of the racial tensions out here between African Americans and the police officers. And there's a situation where an HPD officer had made a tweet. Uh, provoking or kind of poking the bear mm. at black lives matters protesters saying come out uh, come on i'm here and I- i'm like i have my go you try it i'm try loaded it. and i'm ready mm. for you right and she was upset and i watched that live on the news that morning because i used to wake up in the morning i watched mm. i watched the news i watched inside honolulu halle and i was watching olelo like oh that was my thing right <laughs> so Great. i was doing i was i was on my little i was on my on my path and I saw her and I was sad. She's the elderly lady. Mrs. Joyner, rest in peace. She, she, she was the elderly lady and she was upset and displeased with the community. And that was enough to get me to get up off my ass and go down to see what was going on at the town hall meeting. Well, I met her. She at the time was already working with Theo. <laughs> which was a great which this is great for me you know what i mean mm-hmm. but um that specific situation that happened and that inspired the conversation of where do you go when you're black and under attack between theo and we we're like you can come here Where is here here is is us and we we're in our little office for not 111 north king street <laughs> you know what i mean All and right. we put it on paper and that was where we came honestly that was where we came up with camo and between my skills uh first date i'm still a first responder like i said i'm mm-hmm certified phlebotomy tech EKG right now and I'm going to school for um <laughs> disaster preparedness emergency medicine you know what I mean because I want to get deeper into community paramedicine
2: you want to save
0: lives absolutely that's what we're here for preserving lives. the life force and okay. preserving the, the battlefield that's that's Warrior ethos, but working together and applying both sides of that. Because if I can do that side and he's the administrative side, we're halfway there. Why not exactly. come together and do cool. this? You know what I mean? Why not? Turn Absolutely, on. all the way. Cool. And so that truly that was the foundation to Camo. But it was so Camo was not specifically for medical cannabis. It's alternative medicine and the, and patient referrals and services and. Um, patient right. assessments and community outreach, but our medical cannabis outreach programs have done so much that that seems to be the thing we're most popular for. But honestly, to me, our equestrian therapy with with Theo and the West Side with the mm. horseback riding, oh yeah, and things like that, and volunteering with Access uh, thing, and volunteering with the Am vets, and doing things for disabled veterans, teaching them grow classes, teaching the patient education classes outside the dispensary. We got, we had a partnership with the largest dispensary in the state at the time, Noah Botanicals. And we are teaching patient education, things like that in um, smoking cessation with the dispensaries. So things like that, honestly, to me, were what really made Camo Camo. And with us being veterans and African-American, having that presence in the community, I thought was really important because you, just be honest. You rarely get to see males who identify as heterosexual males, males who identify as African American males, males who identify as veterans, in that capacity, in that light, and so yeah. that fire, that that you know, necessity breeds. <laughs> yeah. and so and so is that, and it's not meant to be. It's not only that. That was how we got started. Everything after that, honestly, has been organic between Theo working with some of the greatest doctors in the state we met with Josh Green for with uh Marsha Rose and Dr Sue Sisley you know what I mean we've met with you know what I mean mean, she was out there in Hawaii with us too right you know it's all connected and it's a small community right so it's just that that's how we got here and we're grateful for the opportunity because it clearly it looks it's it's necessary and we're excited to take it further
2: and we're grateful that you're here with us today jt hey thanks for having us man. thank you for joining us and i i, I want to wrap things up this has been a great conversation right i don't today, want to keep but... the east coast
0: awake all night <laughs> oh
2: yeah no worry about it it's been good listen this has been so much conversation that we're going to have a two-parter so been a pleasure working with you tonight my friend and i look forward to having more conversations with you stay alive again thanks for Help. having
0: us yes sir stay alive. keep saving stay alive those lives.
2: pleasure keep living right. the uplife <laughs> right. it,
0: it's
1: been right. amazing Aloha. i've learned a lot
2: the uplife is produced and directed by steve elmore this show is made possible by the help of volunteers from the unprescribed nonprofit and supporters like you the uplife is part of the alive podcast network live life unprescribed live the uplife the unprescribed inc is a 501c3 charitable organization you can make a tax deductible contribution by visiting theunprescribed.org/donate.html. Become a patron. Visit patreon.com/theunprescribed and follow us on social media at theunprescribed